listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. Hello, Defiance. What's going on? It's episode three of The Defiant Ones. My name is Kevin Deers, your host of this special Patreon-only podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing and, and staying active on the Defiance Patreon. So it's really what's helping us kind of bridge this gap. When Defy isn't able to have shows uh, going on, we all miss you know, cramming into Washington Hall or Tacoma Temple Theater and watching and enjoying and, and just being in awe of the incredible action at Defy, uh, mingling with all our friends of the Defiance, and just having that energy. But but I'm trying to create kind of really something that, like I said, kind of bridges that gap and gets us through and kind of shines a light on some of the interesting uh, personalities of Defy and, and tries to kind of fill us in on what our favorite wrestlers and, and personalities of Defy are doing during this weird, quote-unquote, unprecedented time trademark it is a very odd year uh can you believe it's already november i'm gonna start having to uh come up with my top 20 albums of the year pretty soon here for my radio show and uh i'm also gonna have to start thinking about some of my top 20 matches or top 10 or top 5 matches of 2020 it's gonna be kind of odd uh in, in the no fan era of 2020. Now, speaking of year-end lists and winners of the year-end list, last year, our man Cody Chun won Defy's top match of 2019 with Jake Atlas. I sat down with Cody Chun via Zoom, and we talked about everything from his addiction to Jordans, to keeping wrestling a secret, and much, much more. So check out my conversation with classic Cody Chun here on the Defiant Ones. It's the Defiant Ones episode three. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Defiant Patreon. Uh, we we really appreciate it. And this episode, I'm talking with classic Cody Chun via Zoom. Is this your first Zoom call? Uh, it's like my second, yeah. Wow. I don't do a lot of Zoom calls. All right, man. Well, uh, we're about, what is it, seven, eight months out from probably your last match uh, at Defy, at least. Um, how are you feeling, man? How have you been staying busy? How you been staying sane? How you been staying safe? Give us a little Cody uh, Chun update. Oh, my body is... Well, to be honest, when I was wrestling, my body wasn't in the best peak condition. And my body is 10 times worse than it was. Why is that? You eating ago. a bunch of junk food? Oh, a bunch. A bunch of junk food. A bunch of... Uh, I was just eating whatever. Now I'm trying trying to start to clean it back up. Okay. But when when it happened, you know, at my job, we we would have a cafeteria where we get food from. Mm -hmm. But and then since COVID happened, it stopped the cafeteria, and then we still have to go into work. So they started just doing like, well, what do you guys want to eat today? Like, oh, we want we want Subway, we want blah blah. Yeah. And they would just grub have us food every day, and then we you know that led to a couple of the. Uh, Couple of couple of pounds in some places. Yeah, that I got to work to get off. But yeah, it's been a process. Well, what's been wrestling? What's your um? If you don't mind me asking, what's your quote unquote shoot job? What's your uh, what's your regular day to day normal life job? Where do you work at? Oh, I'm a I'm an underwater ceramics designer. Yeah. Wow. I'm a no no. <laughs> that's a di <laughs> that's a dishwasher. No, I'm a. Uh, I do like a security dispatch for a social media site. Oh, okay. So I just, you know, sit on a sit on a computer all day, you know, and I just, you know, watch cameras or if something happens. I just talk to people around there. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's and boring, and that's but. in Seattle. Yeah, it's on the it's in South Lake Union. Okay. Next to the water. It's cool. Uh, so. Uh, have you been able to, um, you know, get back in the gym? I know it's, it's, uh, the gyms are open here in Seattle, kind of, you know, sketchy, maybe a little bit. Some people don't feel comfortable. Some people do feel comfortable going to the gym. Have you been working out? Have you been staying fit at home? Have you been able to practice wrestling at all? Um, practice wrestling? None. None since, since eight months ago. Like we had, we had the show, the last show, I think I wrestled Jeff Cobb and then like, Two weeks after that, I think, is when everything happened. So yeah. I had, like, maybe two practices after that, and then we went to nothing. 
working out um yeah because i don't work out at uh, regular gyms oh, okay i i got tired of having going to gyms and like doing all these contracts for like 36 months and all that stuff yeah so i i eventually just ended up buying my own stuff and luckily oh, i cool. bought a lot of my own stuff before a lot of people started trying to resell it mm-hmm Ever since COVID happened, like people try to buy weights and resell it, like like it's a pair of Jordans. Oh yeah, I I had Uh, to buy some dumbbells for way too much money. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah. So luckily, I lucked out uh, and had a little vision. I was like, "Yep, I should buy some weights." And I bought some weights, and then I mean, I mean, I hit them. I don't really hit them as consistently as uh, a lot of other people do, but that's on me. That's on my fault. Well, uh, so. Uh, let's go back uh, in the uh, in the history books of Cody Chun. So, um, wh- what's a little bit of your background? Like, where were you born? I was born right here in uh, Seattle, Washington. Okay. I think I was I think I was born in like Swedish Hospital in like room room like seventy four, mm-hmm. something like that, like three in the morning. And then um, originally, my name was supposed to be Ramon, which oh. was. Uh, my dad was like a huge fan of the Ramones. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, he's he's like a he loves like that that, that rock that rock music, eighty styles and punk rock, yeah, rock music. Yeah, like we have a drum set in the garage. That's badass. Like, bass guitars and guitars and stuff. But um, yeah, like that's me. Like I was born in like April, so I'm an Aries. Yeah, you know, for all my uh, astrology uh, zodiac fans out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me a little bit about what what you were like as a kid. Were you kind of shy? Were you, you know, outgoing? You know, what kind of sports did you gravitate to? Or were you kind of more like the bookish kind of guy? What what was your vibe like as a kid? Oh, oh, damn. When I was a kid, I think I was more of the same, like how I am now. Like I would, if I know you like that, I'll joke with you like for fun and have a good time. But if like, if I don't know anybody in the room, I'm not going to talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't think I'm really that outgoing. I'm outgoing if I know each other, you know. But uh, like as a kid for sports, I like looked at everything. Like baseball, I learned how, I learned how to play baseball without touching a baseball just by watching baseball. Oh, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, you you learn the rules just by watching baseball on TV mm-hmm. and like watching the Mariners on the Rook Sports. And then when I played baseball in sophomore year, I was ass. Then <laughs> 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 I realized, I was like, damn, baseball is pretty fucking hard, you know. I got hit in the face like a couple of times, but it's like, but junior year, I was crazy. Senior year, I was like too good for JV, but too bad for, for, for varsity. Just stuck senior in the middle, year. right? Yeah. So yeah, like senior year on JV, they're like, what do you want to do? You want to play JV or you want to play senior or play uh, varsity? I was like, let me play JV, man. I feel like the best like of Martinez. Right. <laughs> I was hitting bombs on these little kids. <laughs> And then I was a ball boy for varsity. Oh, you know, okay. Life comes at you fast. Exactly. Uh, so w- when did you start getting interested in wrestling? Uh, I think I've always been interested in wrestling. Like my grandpa. Yeah. What was your earliest home. memory of it? I think, uh, I think like wrestling, not WrestleMania, like backlash, like 2000. It okay. was like the rock against like, um, triple H or something like that. Like he, they just screwed him out of the thing. And it was like the backlash. They had like those big meat claws in the entrance, and they would okay. like be swinging. Yeah, that was, that was cool. I have that on VHS somewhere because my grandpa would record all of them. And uh, I hope no one's watching. I hope no one come arrest my grandpa for doing that. But I feel like everyone did that back in the nineties. Oh, dude, you know? my friend had the illegal cable box, and so we would go over and yeah. watch. I watched every ECW, WWF, WCW pay per view every week. Where it was a new pay per view, and then at nighttime you would watch some of the. Uh, some of the stuff maybe I probably shouldn't have been watching as a kid, but hey, it's all good, dude. Um, so, so your grandpa was into wrestling. Who, who were some of his favorites? Yeah, I think my grandpa he watched like pretty much everything, but I don't think he really had favorites. He just kind of like watched like to be entertained. Yeah, and so like my uncles watched it too, and they were like big in the DX at the mm-hmm. time, and like we have videos of us like wrestling around the house and they'd be like doing the dx stuff yeah then my grandpa would be watching it and he still think it's kind of real you know <laughs> nice yeah yeah wait uh, it's not that huh? what are you talking about it's like start running <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah but i think my grandpa was probably the biggest influence of my uncles and then my parents hated it so my parents hate wrestling 
you know, until like I started doing it. Well, they didn't know I started doing it. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. So, um, so, uh, were you kind of the, the, the bunch of, like, your uncles and, and your grandpa, but you were the one who probably got into it a lot more, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I started watching it, you know, I always watched it a lot as a kid, like, throughout elementary school. I think when I hit, like, middle school, I, I fell out of it. So okay. around, like, 2009, 2010. I started picking up, like, MMA, like, oh, my God, this, this is badass. Chuck Liddell. Yeah. You want to be you mini know? Tito Ortiz? Oh, what was that? <laughs> you want to be mini Tito Ortiz? Yeah, you know, thought sure. about that. And then, um, yeah, I think, I think around like 2012 is where I really picked it back up because I picked or I picked up like Raw, and like Sam Punk came out and like the Shield was there. I was yeah. Like, Whoa. And then throughout high school, honestly, I honestly got like they started talking about. Okay, what do you want to do for college? You want to go to UW? You want to do blah blah blah? And like I didn't know what I want to do. Then I started watching wrestling more, and I told my counselor I was like. I'm honestly irritated filling out all these paperwork to go to college. And like, I got to sign this. I got to go fill out this. I got to get this paper. I'm like, I'm irritated. I just, I, I kind of want to be a wrestler. And then she looked at me like, are you for real? I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, I ain't going to stop you. I was yeah. like, all right. And then like, after senior year, I like graduated. And like, that was my plan. I was like, all right, I'm pretty set on being a wrestler. Like I didn't fill out anything. I got accepted to some schools, but like, I didn't want to go go to school and like drown myself in debt, mm-hmm. you know. But um, so I, I was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm gonna go to OVW," you know. I'm gonna pack my truck up, I'm yeah. gonna drive down to the Midwest and just do that. And then, I mean, like, I didn't do it, but <laughs> I stayed here. Yeah. So, t- what was your idea? Did, did, were you familiar with the fa- of the idea of like independent wrestling and independent training and stuff like that, or um, did you think that like people just got hired immediately to go to WWE? What was your idea of like how to get started? Honestly, I didn't know anything about independent wrestling until like 2016. Okay. Like I saw I saw like the clips of YouTube. Yeah. Like P- PWG and stuff like that, and like all I all I really knew was like. You're either in WWE, TNA, or you're in Japan somewhere, mm-hmm. or in Mexico. I didn't know nothing about independent wrestling until like I started training and people started talking about like you should watch this match, you should watch these guys, and then I like I would watch them, and then like I think around like two years ago, independent wrestling really took off. Oh yeah, and now now people are making like crazy money off of it, you know. But other than that, like in high school, I didn't I didn't know nothing about it. I just watched Raw every week, you know. So what was your first step? Uh, from what I understand, you trained with Buddy Wayne, right? Yeah. So what was your? So I, how'd you hear about the Buddy Wayne um, school and 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 how'd you get started there? And tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So like when I was googling all these wrestling schools, I can't remember. I googled a lot of them, but the closest one was Buddy's, and it was yeah. like in Everett mm-hmm. or something. Or there was like one in like Port Orchard. I can't remember. But Buddy's website wasn't updated in like ten years. It was like last update, like 2009. I was like, and hmm. it's like picture him sweeping, like a yeah. sweeping a broom, you know? And then I was like, wow. Uh, and then I was like, whatever, I'll maybe I'll go to OVW. But I had a friend in high school and I, I know him throughout my whole life. And he was like, yeah, I want to go train at wrestling school too. But I found buddies and I, re- I emailed him and he replied. I was like, word. So I drove him up to Everett. Yeah, and then uh, on his first practice, I drove him up to Everett, dropped him off, and I kicked it around Everett. I read a book for like three hours. Which book? You know, I read Daniel Bryan's book, like oh, the WrestleMania book. Nice. Yeah, you know? there you go. Yes. I, I haven't touched yes. it since, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that, and I was like, "Well, how do you like it?" He was like, "I really like it." And I was like, "Cool. Um, I'll I'm I'm gonna email him." And then I started the week after with him. Who so is that's it? That's how I got st- my friend. Yeah. Oh, his name is Chris. Chris Arella. Okay. He, uh, is he wrestle? He, he like, yeah, he wrestles. Uh, he used to wrestle, and then he stopped for a little bit. Took some time off, uh, saved up some more money. Okay. And then came back. Yeah. So he, he usually now he trains with like the Lucha Group. He trains nice. with them a few times. And then he's he's gonna train with them again once they once COVID ends. Yeah. And then so I've been there since October, 2015. So just a couple of weeks ago, I had like my five year. In the wrestling business, brother. In the biz, brother. <laughs> nice, dude. Well, congratulations. Uh, obviously, it's you can't really celebrate now with like a big match or something, but we'll get back to mm-hmm. it. Um, 
when did uh when did you start to feel comfortable? Like, what was that first experience like? Was it difficult for you to, was it really hard for you? Was it hard to, like, get the hang of things? Um, was it, you know, what was the learning curve like for you, dude? Um, honestly, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it's like, I spent my whole life watching it. So, like, when I would, uh, and Buddy was very strict on me. Yeah. Well, he wasn't really strict on me. He was just, like, really wanted to see if I was coachable. So, like, on Wednesdays, I would, like, watch. For, like, two hours, I would just watch people wrestle. And he'd be like, all right, go in there and try this thing. And I'd watch it. Like, okay, cool. But I felt like I picked it up. I picked up stuff very fast. Because it was like, go. When you hit the ropes, put your hand here, put your other hand here. And have your two feet set. I was like, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when I would go home and just watch more wrestling, I'm like, wow. And then, like, I think what really, what really put it in my head was he would, like, he would come, I'd come on Wednesdays and he's like, start coming on Thursdays. I was like, cool. But on Thursdays, I never got in the ring. On Thursdays, I literally just sat down next to him and just watched, like watched everybody else wrestle. I would do maybe one thing. And then if I did it right, I would do another thing. But if I didn't, nice. like, I do that like 10 more times and then sit out again. And it was cold as fuck, but it yeah. was like, fuck it, I'm here. Like I have to learn it. But I feel like I picked it up pretty quick. Like, like a leapfrog, I was just like, all right, I'm going to just jump over you, right? You know, <laughs> close my eyes and jump. I was like, oh, that's not too bad. But, like, bumping was like, that shit is hard. I don't think I still, I don't think I can properly bump, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just close my eyes and, and throw myself backwards. <laughs> so for those unfamiliar with uh buddy wayne he is uh he's kind of a legend here in the northwest he was a trainer and he was also kind of a journeyman wrestler uh all over uh the united states and, and beyond and um he passed away uh somewhat recently i believe it was about two years ago um yeah two to three years ago uh, his son is uh, a, a aspiring pro wrestler. He's been uh, wrestling a bunch. Uh, did some wrestling up in WAC. Did some wrestling in DOA. Um, so he's uh, hot on the scene. Young kid. Uh, shout out to him, Nick. Right, Nick Wayne. Mm-hmm. Nick Wayne. He's he's taller than me, and he's like 15, 14 years old. Right. He's he's killing it, man. He's uh, you you, you could tell that like he is gonna be something else, man. Just like the pure energy and like. I mean, he was probably he was probably training in a ring at like six years old or something. So, honestly, yeah, probably even younger. That's gnarly. Um, so tell yeah. me, what what if what were some lessons or just just maybe one thing that really stands out to you that like you remember about Buddy Wayne or something that he taught you, like a lesson that he taught you that's important to you? Yeah, it's it's crazy, you know. It's, like I was with him for like what maybe a year and a half, two and a half years. Like I, I think I'm in wrestling longer without him than I was with him, you know. Yeah. So, so like the memories start to like mesh together, but he like paid attention to everything, like everything going on. Like we we don't we'd have like classes of ten people, and there'd be like groups working in a corner or working in this corner, and he'd be somehow just watching all of them and like paying attention to it. And then like but like the stories he would give out too, like he's like well. He's like, well, we wrestle like five nights a week back then, and we have to, that's our that's our only way to make money. So yeah. it's like, we don't want to beat the crap out of each other. We want to like be able to survive till Friday, you know. And I was like, dang, that's hella true. Like, I don't want to get hurt on one night, yeah, you know. And then like the four four other nights, I'm like slipping in the ring or like out of breath or gassed. But he was just like always paying attention to the details. He was like, the difference between good and great is like the details. Mm. You know, things like um, if, if you get put in a wrist lock, you're in a wrist lock and then finally you get you get you break the hold like your wrist isn't just 100 percent out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like, you know, at least for a while, hold your wrist and try to stretch it out. Yeah. And try to rub it out. You know, that's the details Like people are really watching that stuff. You know? Well, uh, it sounds like he was quite the trainer, and that's awesome. You had him in your in your life as a trainer, and um, mm-hmm. so when did you start to feel comfortable as a wrestler? Like, start to feel like you were getting a hang of this, and uh, what was your first match like? Oh, start to feel comfortable. Probably still not there, honestly. Oh, I liked you know. Um, it's very hard, you know. I've only wrestled in like a handful of matches, but my first match was in like an eight man tag, like a big eight man tag. And I wore like um I wore like this like all black like mask 
and I wore like, you know, like an NBA player has like shooter sleeves. Oh yeah. Like, like shoot, like, you know, yeah. I wore like two shooter sleeves. Yeah. Like I was an NBA player and like Muay Thai shorts with like kick pads. And I was like a four on four match. It was like against like, it was like me, uh, Darby Allen was in it. And like the Cunninghams, I think against like buddy, um, Is this yeah. at El Corazon? No, this was, at, it was this was at like SCW, like across the ferry. Oh, okay, like yeah, over there. Yeah, it was like Buddy, like a guy named Manny. Manny, he he's around every like once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you see like a shadow jump over the moon, that's probably Manny. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't show up a lot anymore. There's a Holly Holly Latchaw. I think she's like in uh, she's like in the Midwest now. Okay. And, and then one more individual, like Rob. His name was his name was uh, El Bandito or something. Ultimo Bandito. Okay. And but every time I like that mat, I had that mask on. Every time like I would do a move or something would happen, the mask would move, and I couldn't see. Oh it. no! Nightmare yeah, situation. I was like, I was like, jeez. Did you train with a mask on, or did you just put it on for that match? No, they just put on for that mask. They were like, "Whoa, you, you're like you don't look like a wrestler. Like you're like super skinny." What's like, a wrestler no, look like? That's true. That's true. And uh, uh, they're like, "Just throw this on." I was like, "All right." And then we, were, I thought we were gonna go out. We went out like the pre-show, but we had like an hour until like we went out. Yeah. And I thought we were going out in like ten minutes. So I put that mask on the whole time for that whole hour. For an hour. That mask on. Because I thought we were gonna go out, and I was like struggling to breathe for the whole hour. I was like, man. <laughs> What am I doing? What was your name? What was your name? Black Ninja or something. Ooh, all right. Cool, yeah. man. Hell of a gimmick, was, brother. Yeah. You know, you know these characters, you know? Yeah. Earlier, we, you kind of mentioned, and uh, I wanted to come, come back to this. So I understand um, that your parents were kind of under unaware of, of you wrestling. Tell me about that. And like... Um, I guess because you said they didn't like they don't like wrestling. How did they learn about you wrestling? Because you kind of kept it from them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hate wrestling. Um, but honestly, I kept wrestling from like everyone I know, like all my friends. Ever since high school hit, like, and then like a few months after high school it was like October. So, I, and then I started training every week or once a week. Every Wednesday, I would just be gone. Like my phone would be off, and I would just drive up to do a practice and come back home. When you'd be paying it for back. for it yourself. Yeah, you yeah. know, I worked like two jobs to do it. Yeah, I, did, I worked at like a breakfast spot in the morning, uh-huh. and then at night, I would work at Kohl's. So yeah. I'd be gone all day. And they're like, "What are you doing on Wednesday?" I'm like, "I'm working, bro. I'm working all day." You know. And then like two years pass, I don't really tell nobody. I just kind of like leave the house. I didn't really have like gear or nothing. So, and I didn't when I went on trips. When I went on road, like road trips, yeah, like oh Friday, we'll drive Friday night, do the show Saturday. You know, two shows Friday and Saturday show. I tell my mom like, yeah, I'm gonna go look at college. I'm gonna go look at uh, Western. Yeah, and I would, I would just go. But like, all right, see you. Your you know? secret wrestling life. Yeah, I would be like, or like when we go to Florida, I'd be like, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going with my friends on vacation. But and my flight is in like two hours, and you go two hours early to the airport. My flight's in two hours. I go to my mom's room. Like, can you take me to the airport? She's like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going with my friends to Florida. It's like, well, you didn't tell me. I'm like, I'm telling you right now. Can you take me or what? Or I would just text them when I'm on the plane. Like, hey, I'll be back next week. I'm out of here. Yeah. And then, like, eventually, I had more matches pop up on YouTube. Like, one of the first matches you can find was, like, me against Jarrell Nelson at WrestleSport. I wrestled that match, like, I was, like, sick, like a dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that, that match is on YouTube. Like, the first match, Cody Trent, classic Cody Trent, you know? That match pops up. And then, like, so that, my sisters, I think they started speculating and then they what what made them speculate i think it's like when people i upload when people upload photos of like me i like training and shirtless like me in it <laughs> like, huh? yeah. so, uh, some of those some of those you know people tag me in their photos and then it's like oh i'm wrestling training so they would youtube my name and then that came up i think my two sisters sent them to my parents and that's how like it got air snitching on you yeah snitching on me man you know the game you know I was like, damn, I was like, y'all are cold-blooded for that. Because I, w- I really wanted to just, like, wrestle. And then if I ever, like, was like, I'm on TV. Yeah. Or I'm on, you know, I got invited to do this. Then I'll tell people, you know. But I wanted to be, like, in the shadows. Because, like, a lot of people, you know, my age at the time, a lot of people still don't. 
Well, a lot of people don't like wrestling. Like they think it's like, oh, that's that, that's that blah 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 stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why I kept it from people. Now that I look back on it, I probably shouldn't have kept it for people. I probably shouldn't really have cared what a lot of people wanted about wrestling. You know, what was their what was their reaction like when? Oh, my parents hate it. My parents, my dad, my dad's kind of like pretty optimistic, and he he just like laughed about it. Then my mom's like, "You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna blah blah blah. You're gonna blah blah blah." He's she's like, "Look at your face. That's all messed up." And like I just have like acne on my face. I'm like, "Man, that's not from wrestling." That's just from me, you know. Have they been to one of your matches? Have they watched you wrestle? No, no. I've been. I've had like my. uh, I've had like my uncles come. Yeah, my uncle come, and uh, every time I like look over, he's just in the crowd, like just laughing and having a great time. You know, he's filming it, and and like when he comes to the house parties, he's like, "Yeah, look, this is Cody," and it's like me doing a dive or something. And he's like having a great time, but like my parents know, I never invited them to one because <laughs> I don't think they can handle it. Yeah, you know I mean? fair like, enough. But you think your mom would grandpa, be freaking out? Oh yeah, for sure. My mom would be freaking out. My dad probably just be like, whatever. But my grandpa is. My grandpa was like, yeah, you need to stop wrestling too. He's like, you can get hurt. You're, like, you're the one who got me into it, grandpa. Wrestling. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, man, if you don't sit down. Might have to uh, chop your grandpa. <laughs> yeah. He he wants to come to the show. He wants to come to the show real bad though. So uh don't take this the wrong way, but but I mean I, I, I know you can it's pretty obvious. Your character in Defy, kind of lovably awkward character. Um mm-hmm. is this a character trait taken from you in real life? You know, I I think so. I think the best wrestling characters or them, someone who is themselves but turned up to ten. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm not gonna come in here and pretend to be a football player, and that's my character. Like, but I think like with classic Chun, it's just so natural to be like classic Chun and just like smile or like just dance. Yeah, or just you know, make faces. Like it's just so much fun doing that. And yeah, you know, probably need some evolution here and there, some spice, some paprika, you know. But when that time comes, it'll come. But it's just so natural to play that character. I, I mean, it's that... not really a character, honestly. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, a, put the clothes on and just go go out there and do whatever. I think that's kind of why the, the character resonates with Defy is because they see you as just a good guy and having a good time. And you're not like some villainous rascal and you're not some like hero. You're just yourself. And like mm-hmm. I said, you're kind of lovably awkward, but... You you know you, you get a win here and there and, and you do really well and you know when you get your fire everyone's super pumped because you're kind of like yeah you know you're like that fan next to them but in the ring so mm-hmm. yeah it's a good time it's a good time being classic chat nice I like it I'm like a I'm like a friendly neighborhood Spider Man I'm not like I'm not like fighting the big man guys I'm just around the neighborhood protecting stuff just being a nice dude. But because of, you know, kind of grinding it in the in the early matches and stuff, you've gotten to the point where, you know, you've gotten some feature matchups. Like you just said, Jeff Cobb, that's it's pretty huge. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, how did you start up with Defy? How did you hear about Defy and whatnot? Um, how did you get hooked up with Defy? And tell me about your first match with Defy. Yeah, I think when we, we first heard about Defy, I was still working at the movie theater. And I was like 17 or I was like 18. Okay. 18 or 19. And, but the big buzz was like Cody Rhodes is coming. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, Cody Rhodes. I was, you know what I mean. And then like, um, it happened. Like the show happened, and I couldn't go to the show because I was still at work. And okay. I heard it was like twenty one plus, so I couldn't even get in there. Oh wow! But yeah, yeah. But um, but I remember just like um, Jeff Cobb was on the show against like Big Jack, mm-hmm. and like Matt Cross was on it against Cash, and then Cash was like. I talked to him on the phone. I was like, well, how'd the match go? He's like, well, the match was, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, the crowd, like, we were first spot. The first spot of the match was like, and the crowd was going crazy. I was like, what the fuck? So Defy 2, you know, the, um, I think it was like Davey, Davey Richards and Jeff Cobb. Yep. I, I did ring crew for that show, I think. Nice. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. I never, I never heard a crowd like this, you know? So I just kept doing ring crew for them. 
and eventually eventually i got asked to be in a tag match it was like me and carl randers against rebel kill and my guy new japan young lion clark connors you know what i mean yeah he's about to so, be in uh the the um what is it called the super the cup yeah super j cup yeah this year yeah, how dude. crazy is that yeah, so you know but uh so yeah so you're in a tag yeah so i did that tag match and i just remember it was so awkward but i was so actually i think that match before that match i was i, I did I, so I was doing ring crew hella we had like a bell town block down showdown smackdown yeah brian cage know? showed up yeah yeah brian cage was there brian cage and jack uh big jack yeah and i was i was playing basketball and i i got a text from uh jim he was like hey can you can you be on the show tonight i was like yeah what's up he was like can, uh, can i just have you do ring crew and, and we can have you on the show i was like yeah he, he was like you can wrestle sonico i was like for sure i was like let's do it yeah you know what i mean so i had like my friends like my friends went down and then we had like just like a super basic match but i was just like sweating nervous i was like this is my tryout yep, bar, no. you know? i need to get put on you know what i mean <laughs> hook me up with so, the kit like, yeah i was like i need to get signed you know but signed? Uh, <laughs> give me that contract bro <laughs> yeah i need that defy contract but uh you know and then so me and sonic wrestled a great match i thought it was fun mm-hmm. and then and then i think like a month or two later i got asked to be in that tag match yeah but the, i remember just being backstage and just like well a lot of these guys don't really know me you know like not not like the people backstage but like the fans yeah it's a random ass dude you know and then and then carl randers you know we laugh about it to this day but he was like because we, we were playing on the bad side for that tag match he was like well he's like i think it'll be better if you come out with no music and i was just like what <laughs> i was like you're joking he was like no he was like he was like i know he was like just just turn yourself up a little bit and i was just like ah fuck so i was just thinking i was like what do, what do i do and i go right i go right in the book of uh cheap cheap uh cheap stuff that heels do to get over number one flick the crowd off so i did that i was like oh. <laughs> you know now i look back on it i'm like man that's mad awkward it was like mad it was like mad silent you know what i mean like mad silent <laughs> but there's a picture of me flicking the crowd off like right in the entryway you know and it like so quiet and then like i get tagged in and i slip on the ropes yeah and then, boom there there it is classic chum there it is you know what i mean but and i remember we're talking about it we're talking about it, uh the next practice we're like yeah, they're like, yeah, Cody, you definitely should have had music. I don't know whose idea that was. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro. But I mean, la- now we laugh about it, and you know, it turned out pretty well. So, but it'll it'll be a weird, weird, awkward debut. Always. Can we uh, Google that match? Can we YouTube that match? I think it, I think it's on Defy on the Man. Okay. Uh, yeah, Defy on the Man. Check it out. Date, but it's up there classic classic cody cody chun there um so what have been some of your favorite defy moments so far oh man honestly the past year it was just like every defy show was like hell yeah i can't wait for this match yeah but i think the the one that set it off was like the defy to survive like the first one that's when like people like i did my entrance and then um People were chanting like my last name, like we were chanting Chun. Yeah. And but I wasn't paying attention. I had some friends. I had like maybe four friends there, you know. And then, um, and then Sonico, because we're on the same team, he like grabbed me. He's like, "Hey, do you realize that you have people up here like cheering for you?" And I like look, and then I noticed it was like random ass people, yeah, you know, like cheering. I was like, "Whoa, what the hell?" And then from then, like, it, I guess I started to just catch catch a big snowball and started rolling with it you know but that that'd probably be one of my favorites other than like the like the crazy matches like the one-on-ones i get to have mm-hmm. because that that's the one that pretty much started like the classic chun thing you know so like that's always a big favorite i was watching um on youtube i was watching your match in pcw ultra um it, yeah tell me about that experience uh i from from kind of the the hype and the in the uh, hard work you've done at defy you got to wrestle down at pcw ultra down in southern california tell me about that experience and um a little bit about that match yeah that was a great time you know i, I got to uh i got to ride on the plane with shaft 
There you so go. I got to stu- I got right. to study him. You know, maybe if we get a one on one. I you know I got some tips on him. You know, I know what airplane food he likes. Things okay. like that. Yeah. And uh, I know what pocket of his, of his of his bag he keeps the belt in. You know, just in case. But uh, it was it was a great time. Like going down to California, and like I knew most of the guys. Or I think I think the thing that most surprised me is like a lot of people knew who I was. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying like I'm I'm like John Cena, you know, but but they'd heard of you. Like, they'd oh. seen it. Yeah. Yeah, like they've they've heard of me and like they're like, oh, what's up, classic? How you been? And I'm like, oh, yeah. what's up, bro? My name's Classic, you know. But I did, I didn't. Uh, I met a lot of them in like Las Vegas previously. I went down there for something for AEW. But a lot of them were like for uh, I think it was FSW. Oh, okay. For like a, yeah, but a lot of them were like, oh, what's up, Classic? How's the flight? I'm like, oh, the flight was great, bro. You know, the thing was the show started at like seven thirty, and I got to the arena at like eleven. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What a rib," you know. <laughs> so I was just, I was just doing nothing, you know. I was laying in the ring or like moving chairs, setting up chairs, sitting in the backstage. Eddie Kingston was there, and um, they dropped him off early. He's had know, a hell of a year. Too. Yeah, and he was, he's awesome to listen to. So yeah. like oh, yeah. most of the time, I just sat there listening to him, you know, like, and he and he was explaining like different psychologies, and he he explained like something like. He explained like a street fight psychology to me. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. And then he ended up doing the same exact like psychology, you know, five hours later in the ring. I was like, That's oh right. God, this guy's crazy. Yeah. You know? But it was fun. Like the crowd was hot. I felt like I felt like I could have I was like pretty neck on neck with winning like the crowd vote. Because they had like a crowd vote, you know, of who who should come back. And I thought I was like, I want you know, I thought I want it. And then they're like, Okay, we'll take the top three and do another crowd vote. I was like, man, <laughs> you know, so I was like, oh, I guess I lost it. But it was so much fun. Like, it's a huge building. Yeah. And there's the place is packed. There's a dude looked dressed up just like Pentagon, like walking. Oh, nice. The I was like, wait, he's here. I was, I was, totally, con- I was totally confused because he's supposed to be on the show. Yeah. And this guy was like walking around back and you know, walking around through fans. I was like, bro, you're supposed to be in the back. What are you doing? <laughs> but. That's just funny. It was it was a great time. And then after that, like, you know, I felt great mm-hmm. from that match. And then I got to go back and wrestle like at Defy with like Sima and like Guillermo. And, That's that epic. crazy. Yeah. Uh so last year, uh your match with Jake Atlas was voted as Defy's match of the year. Uh tell me a little bit about what what about that match made it so magical? And uh, what was your reaction like when you heard that it was the voted as the number one match of the year? I didn't. I didn't think we would match of the year. Like, you know. And then, like, when they started announcing which match was match of the year, like, or getting closer, I was like, I was like, maybe Jake and I do got it. But honestly, I don't know. I don't know what like caught lightning in a bottle or something that night. But. I remember, like, in June, he, like, tweeted me. He was like, you want to wrestle for the Ultra Lightweight Championship? I was like, the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's let's do this. And then, um, I don't know why. We were just, like, a great, perfect matchup for each other. But I, I do know, like, when, like, uh, I would see him in, like, the hotel or, like, passing by. We, like, we didn't, we didn't really be like, oh, what's up, Jake? How you doing? We were kind of just, like, like, looking at each other and, like, you know, like kind of awkward, like yeah. to acknowledge each other. You know, like it was kind of like a weird tension. Even when, even before, like, even like on day one of the shows, because yeah. we wrestled on day two, it was kind of just like, "What's up, Jake?" You know, and like, but like day two, we were just like talking and like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that." But like the crazy thing about that match is like, that would like as soon as the uh, the bell rung one, two, three, I couldn't move my legs. Like I was defeated. I was just laying there defeated. But I couldn't just lay there because my legs were like shocking or like I felt like something pulsing in my legs. So I had to keep twisting and like mm-hmm. moving. But I was so tired. And then, um, you know, like people, you get to the back and everybody's like, oh, my God, that was so good. That was so good. You know, and everybody's giving you congrats. And, and then the fans want to take pictures. And then like an hour later, I was at work doing a grave shift. Oh, wow. You know, so like life comes at you fast. You know what I mean? Like. It, it's like you know it was a good reminder like i had a, a lot of fun in that match and i think it's one of my favorites too but it, uh, it also is like stay humble you know what i mean oh yeah it humbles you it, it yeah. brings you back down to life you're like i'm just a normal guy too you know you have to be yeah i'm just 
yeah, I'm just a normal guy working at Graveship now. You know what I mean? Like, but like for that match, and when it got announced as match of the year, I really wanted to do. I never talked. I never asked Jake about it, but like, I always had the idea. I really wanted to do a uh, like a tail of the tape shirt. Oh yeah, you know. So I'd be on one side, and then uh, Jake would be on the other side, and then like on the back would have our like our stats, like okay. the match stipulation, things like that. And I asked like somebody like, "Well, what do you think about that?" They're like, "Well, now Jake's with NXT, you probably have to like ask, you know, for their rights, or you know, just to make a T-shirt like that." Yeah. And I was like, "I'll split the money, or we can donate the money somewhere. I don't really mind. I just I thought it'd be cool to have a match of the year tail of the tape shirt, you know, but." Maybe when yeah, you go to NXT, crazy. then you guys can do the rematch, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And for the people who are listening, because the video is not being recorded, I'm rubbing my hands like lotion. Right yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are some of your wrestling aspirations now that I bring that up? You know, NXT, not not putting, you know, words in your mouth or anything, but what are some of your aspirations down the road with, obviously, nobody can wrestle now, Um Mm-hmm. here in washington state at least uh for the most part there's something some stuff going on but obviously defy's not happening uh what are some of your uh, personal restaurant wrestling aspirations for the future i think right now and i wish i got i did this before covid started i really wanted to do some international time and like spend three months somewhere whether it be japan england yeah. or like kind of an Australia excursion of your yeah your own. i really yeah yeah i really wanted to do that and then I thought it would be like a great situation if I got sent out or did it, international work and then like COVID hit. Cause they're like, well, I'm, I guess I'm stuck in this country. You know, I'm stuck in wrestling 24 seven. Like, That's a good point. Let's yeah. get to it. You know, instead of just like being at home for three months or like just focusing on like security work. I really want to do an international tour. Like I, I want that experience. And like, maybe if I like it, I'll stay out there more. And you know, like everybody wants to get signed, you know, or I guess some people don't, but like, yeah, I want to get. I want to be. I want to get like my name out there where I'm like a top, a top head. You know, where where people are like, oh yeah, this guy's crazy. You know, like a breakout star or something. But you're pretty young. You know, How old are you? I just turned twenty three. Okay, ago. yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty young, man. So you've you've got uh, many years ahead of you. Is you know that's awesome. Yeah. I hope so. I'm trying to get out to. I want to do like Japan stuff. I mean, everybody wants to. Yeah. You know, so it's it's really hard when everybody's emailing Japan, Japanese places, and yeah. you know, like how do you stand up from that? It's like, well, I can throw a mean headlock. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> well, that's it. Um, what are some of your interests aside from wrestling? If you don't mind me asking, I know it's a wrestling podcast, but we'd like to you know know a little bit more about you aside from that. What what are some yeah. of your interests aside from wrestling? Um, I guess I'm a really big basketball guy. Okay. Yeah, if if I was a couple inches taller and maybe had a thousand more skills at basketball, I'd be I'd be in the league, you know. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, uh, okay, love, uh, that's pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, there's because there's people younger and younger than I am in the NBA, and I killed it. I'm like, damn, maybe I could have been in the league. Like Zion, you know? Yeah, Zion's like 19, you know. But I really like basketball. I enjoy kicking it with my dog. Like he don't really talk, you know, he's an old dog. He'll yeah. just be chilling. But you know, if he's chilling I'm chilling, like you don't even, you don't even need to speak English. You know, sometimes, sometimes you wrestle someone that doesn't even speak English, but you know, the vibes that you're, mm-hmm. you know? So like my dog just be chilling. And then like one day I want to have like chickens at my house. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Pretty cool. I'd be reading about that. I'd be reading about like how farmers do it. You know, because you got to protect your chickens from, like, foxes. I ain't got no foxes around here. But raccoons, raccoons got thumbs. You know what I mean? Damn. Choking people. Where do you live? Do you live in Seattle or? I live in uh, I live in SeaTac, right next to the airport. Okay, cool. Right on. Yeah. So, like, Terminal 3. That's where I stay at. So, yeah. um, what are, uh, <clears throat> what are, uh, what, okay, what's your opinion? So, this is a hot, hot debate, then, for the basketball heads. LeBron or Jordan? And why? Oh, uh, LeBron or Jordan. Ooh. Who's the GOAT? Oh, man. Uh, honestly, I'm a Michael Jordan guy. For me, for me, it's like Michael, Michael, Kobe, and LeBron. Like, that's the top three. Yeah. 
I mean, I got like 20 pairs of Jordans in my closet. You know? Okay. I got like three pairs of LeBrons, but like Michael is like LeBron even said LeBron was like, Michael is the reason I wear the number 23. Yeah. You know? And then Jordan's the reason I turned 23 this year. That's why. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, that's my pick. That's my, and when people turn 23, like when I turned 23 earlier this year, I, I was like, this is my Jordan year. Okay. Know? A lot of people don't put this is Le- this is my LeBron year. Yeah, you're going to lose your hair I'm this year. I hate LeBron. Yeah. I think LeBron is great. Yeah, you're going to go bald Jordan, this year. Man. Yeah. Woo. If, if I was in the, like, everyone I talked to in the nine, like, that was in the 90s, they're like, yeah. Watching a Chicago Bulls game was like watching like a rock concert. Like mm-hmm. it, when they played, like it was like a sellout thing. I was like, man, I'm trying to be at a Chicago Bulls game, you know? But you know, it's kind of funny play. is, is, uh, I love, I was a huge basketball fan. I was like diehard, but I was not good at offense. So my hero was Dennis Rodman because oh, he was yeah. so good at defense. And so I just, mm-hmm. I, I totally modeled my game after him and I even dyed my hair pink just so I could be the white Rodman. And when You're he joined lying. NWO, dude, life is Ooh. over, man. I was so pumped. Uh, well, do you have pictures of you with pink hair? Oh yeah. I, I did backyard wrestling with pink hair too. So, Oh, <laughs> Yeah, dude, pretty bad. My name was Kevin Corner. Kevin and, Corner. Yeah, Kevin Corner, dude. Ooh. Yeah, really, really great stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so we're all kind of going a little stir crazy here. A lot of weird politics stuff dividing the country. We're mm-hmm. uh, all stuck at home, or you know, trying to trying to figure out you know our life going forward. Mix, uh, you know, trying to stay safe, trying to stay sane. Do you have any words of advice for the defiance who's going a little stir crazy right now? Man, I don't know. I'm like a guy who doesn't take my own advice, but oh, okay. You know, I'm one of those guys. You know, like hey, you save money, you need to save money, and I'll go, I'll go buy twenty pairs of Air Jordans. You know what I mean? Damn. But but um, I, honestly, I think it's, I think, I think a big life lesson to learn is like hopefully one day we, we can laugh about all this stuff. I mean, granted, we don't really joke around about like COVID and stuff, but you know, like just being locked up in quarantine and yeah. all that, doing all that stuff. I think having like a quick memory helps. You know, like in baseball, like I think baseball really helped me too when I was a teenager because it's like, well, you strike out, you forget about it. Thirty seconds later, you know, you just go back to the dugout and have fun. Yeah. Like, oh, I struck out. So what? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like baseball's like built around failing, and like that's how I've been, always been. I just like quick memory, just wipe everything. Like if it don't matter in five years, you know, it it don't matter for five minutes. Like who cares? You know. Fair enough. But, I mean, COVID COVID could be for five years. <laughs> well, hope not. Hope not. Let's cross our fingers. Yeah. Um, so my final question for you, dude, and uh, if you can pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar. Oh man, I got way too many scars. All right, name one. Tell us a story. Damn, is this MTV scarred? Is yep. this MTV scarred? Yeah, with a singer of Papa Roach as the <laughs> yeah, as the host. Okay. Uh, damn, what scars do I got? I don't really got scars, but uh, you just I said you had a lot. I can't. I can't. Pick like a big, I can't pick like a big one. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it doesn't have to be big. I know I have one like somewhere on my arm around here because I got. I got. Uh, when we first had our first dog, he was like, he was like a year old, but they didn't really train him. Okay. So he was like a big boy, and he would, and like his idea of fun or our our idea of fun. Me and my sisters would be like, we like tie him, uh, tie him somewhere, and then we would. Uh, unhook the leash and like run and he would like come and bite one of us oh no <laughs> so i got got one in the arm in one of those days and that shit hurt it it's somewhere somewhere over here okay but it wasn't anything crazy but i remember like just bleeding I was yeah like, i was like damn. damn you know but dogs are dogs you know exactly. they again they don't speak english they just kind of like do what they want to do maybe you just wanted to bite yeah. you yeah, I was just looking. My mom was just looking real nice that day. Yeah, exactly. 
looking like a snack uh, <laughs> all right man well thank you so much for the interview and uh you know um where can we where can the defiance follow you and interact with you um and and support you yeah um all of my twitter instagram i don't facebook's usually like i don't really use facebook that much for wrestling yeah i just kind of use facebook to talk to people i went to high school with and then um it's all it's all gonna be classic chun mm-hmm c-h-h-u-n two h's because you know i got chinese descent and that's how they spell stuff mm-hmm. for no reason uh youtube hopefully i'm gonna make a youtube thing soon but the editing takes long man i want to do like match breakdowns nice you know so i need i need a mic and uh and headphones like like you got you know, yeah your setup i don't want to be recording with apple headphones <laughs> you know but i want to do youtube uh soon yeah and then uh you know, I got like shirts on like I got shirts on I got shirts online somewhere. Like uh, what a maneuver got my shirt. Oh, you cool. know. Nice. Guillermo and I were about to drop a shirt. We we're gonna drop a shirt for Prestige when Prestige had a Rosalind. Yeah. Rosalind too, we we're supposed to wrestle the Rascals. I I was gonna be like print out these shirts of me and Guillermo on it, but like since then, like you know, I don't want I don't wanna put shirts online because I I like selling to people in shirts like in person so i can mm-hmm. talk with them you know so i haven't put really a lot of merch online but yeah classic chun at classic chun my twitter is classic chun instagram classic chun my facebook is cody chun but that's that's for me and my mom nice <laughs> well hopefully sometime your parents can come watch you wrestle and not freak out you know yeah i hope so and are you guys about to get Guillermo on this show soon hope so hope so i mean we can get him on right now Hey, come say what's up. <laughs> oh, it's Guillermo. What's up, dude? Making a little run in. Holy shit. What's up, man? Nothing, man. Just out here rocking mullet and stuff now. Oh, you got the mullet, dude. Mullet power. Yeah, mullet gang. How about we get you on in the next couple episodes, all right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, bro. I'm down. All right, man. I'll hit you up, well, dude. I won't be here, but I won't be at Cody, but I'll be somewhere else, but yeah, I'm down. We can do the Zoom. We can do the Zoom. Pencil me in. Right on, dude. Dude, thanks, thanks, guys, and uh, have a good one. And uh, you know, keep eating well, hanging out, working, yeah. all that stuff. Take it easy, guys. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Have a good one.